0: So I'll say hello, because that's usually how we start these.
1: Oh, okay. And then how we usually do it is I then say hello to you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: this isn't awkward at all.
0: No, it works for me.
1: Very natural.
0: I feel like you and I can experience (laughs) awkwardness together in a nifty way. (laughs) I think we both embrace awkwardness and enjoy it in our own way. But it's like still close enough to each of us that it's, it's okay. Like, I'm okay with awkwardness. Oh, me too. And I love awkwardness. I'm fascinated by it, so.
1: we've never talked about that. I didn't know you liked awkwardness, but I am, you know, I love it.
0: I live for awkwardness. Ah, Definitely.
1: Another thing we have in common. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it.
0: I mean, you can definitely, or people can probably tell from looking at our work and looking at our quirkiness that we've at least made peace with awkwardness at some point. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I, I could gather that. But I'm so happy to be hanging out with you here at the Robinson Space again.
1: Yeah, it's been forever. Yeah.
0: It has been a minute, right? Mm-hmm. We're yeah. definitely in a new studio setup at the Robinson Space, but shout out to them for lending their resources to K Town is OK for this podcast episode and more. And yeah. I'm also commenting on my Nuna's really cool sweater that she just picked up over the last couple of days or so, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. You tell me. Um, well, I, uh, I mean, everyone will get to see, right, when it gets posted. But mm-hmm. I have this uh, smiley face sweater. And uh, it's still a little bit warm, but I was very excited. So I took the opportunity at like the first gust of wind to put this on and it makes me happy. Actually, it probably hopefully it makes other people happy because I'm not staring at it as I'm wearing it. But, you know, classic yellow happy face emojis on a black background.
0: Yeah. And interestingly enough, there's a tinge of awkwardness to it right? Like some people might not be totally about the smiley face scene splotched all over that way. But that's what's cool, actually. Like it's cool that it doesn't necessarily work for everybody, but it certainly works for you.
1: You know what I say to those folks, though? This is why God gave us necks so we can turn away.
0: Yes, they don't have to
1: look and they can even close their eyes. They can do so many things to not look at me.
0: That's right. You have provided people with a new opportunity to turn their necks. That's which is right. Im- which is an important thing that we get to do.
1: Wow, very slick. Yes, we're talking about wellness and moving our bodies right. and turning our necks. Jimmy is doing the exercise now. Um, so relaxing. Yeah. Actually. Oh, oh. Well, let me let me do it with you. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our neck exercises. Excellent. Yeah. Check that off my list of things to do.
0: That's right. We are yeah. definitely going to get into. Our lists, our respective lists, up to a point through this discussion. So I'm
1: kind of curious right now, Jimmy, what are some of the things on your list for like general wellness, happiness, joy? Yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah. So movement all the time. And for sure, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty set on walking through the city and mobilizing, especially because as, the winter season makes its way through, it gets really cold at home. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I can, I can sit here for forever or I can try to soak up some sunlight for the like five or six hours that it's here <laughs> and I'm going to go for it. So walking is like a thing that I already do, generally speaking. I want to go beyond that and get into some moving and shaking. I want to like, I want to learn how to, I don't know. Not salsa, no offense, Ah. but no offense to the Latinx community, but I would really love to do like some hip-hop dancing and link up with a crew somewhere Ah. and kind of like break into some moves together. I really would like that. So that's on my list for 2024, I guess. You just made me acknowledge that. So now (laughs) I've got to kind of honor it and Mm -hmm. respect it. And then, as for other things in terms of movement, I, I love the idea of making the body calmer, more calm, more at peace with itself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm fascinated by the fact that, for example, when you look at your hand and when you see whether or not it's still, most of the time, it's like, not exactly. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's trembling, very, very slightly and I love the possibility of calming that Mm. and really like disciplining more of I guess my blood pressure or something like that because maybe it's blood pressure that makes the body shiver a little more than that Mm. but that's me and and so there are two opposite things that I really want to go for. I want to like know how to calm the body more completely or comprehensively and then I also really want to know how to break the body out Sure. And like get into some moving and shaking out there. And of course, I want to improve my three-pointers so that I can be the next Steph Curry.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Big things ahead for 2024. Those are the big three. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah.
0: They're... Ugh.
1: You're going to hip hop your way down to the court and then just be a star.
0: Well, and it's funny that you mentioned the court because... 2024 is an election year, so I'm going to hip-hop my way to the ballot box. Oh, cute. And then the court.
1: <laughs> You'll be hip-hopping your way all across town. No more walking for you. Hip-hop and You're voting. voting
0: <laughs> hip-hop and voting, let's go.
1: <laughs> You're going to be breaking and popping all the way down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: those are just a couple of items on my list, and, okay. and we'll, we'll get into some details in due time. But what about you? What are some items that you're looking at that you've had in mind even if only passingly
1: um so yeah um, trying to have a better kind of wellness um, mindfulness practice is something that has been kind of honestly like tormenting me or making me feel I mean it's just been something on my mind for forever and there are certain moments in life when I've been able to sort of be in a groove where I'm like, okay, that is what I'm practicing is mindfulness and wellness. Um, I will say in the last few years, just with like the onslaught of the pandemic and some other kind of things that have happened in my life in that time, a lot of like sense of discipline or regularity have gone out the window for me. Mm. So I feel like maybe I don't want to be too smug with my maybe, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm kind of, coming back to a space in which I feel like I can um, maybe implement some intentions uh, without it feeling, um, I don't know, like like an intrusive thing, you know, for me, or, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so... Um, something that I'm kind of committing to, I mean, these are like so basic for a lot of people, sure. people already practice these things really well, but, um, I started taking like supplements again, pretty regularly. And I do feel the effects of that. Um, and then I, um, am going to make it a point to devote like a, an, an hour each week to preparing some meals for yeah. the week. So, I mean, there's like Pinterest, TikTok, you know, inst- like Instagram, people who go crazy doing meal preps. I'm not talking about anything crazy like that, but just like simple, like a, you know, it's the winter time or is it winter now? Is it's it almost winter. Okay, it's yeah. winter in 20 days. I mean, who, who knows in, in LA, you know, what that's for it is. sure as but well. Anyway, it's getting colder, cooler. So like stews, soups, that's going to be kind of on the regular. So yeah, taking an, an hour to maybe make a soup and to make yes. like a... Frittata that I can like do for breakfast or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why I said frittata. I've never thought of that food. And I would love anyway. to see you follow up on that. <laughs> so um, yeah. So so anyway, um, putting some intention into maybe what I feed myself, and then um, I would like to move more. Like unlike you, I don't move at all. You know, for me, I think um, my natural go to is if I can move the least, the better you know, sure. um, very, very sedentary. But, you know, I know that, um, my body is made to move, that it's made to be activated. So I want to kind of put that into practice in a more gentle way, a little bit, you know, um, and I think in the past, um, I've maybe kind of made myself feel badly for feeling at certain plans or, you know, um, frameworks or whatever that I want to kind of implement and so now I'm trying to show myself a little bit of grace because I sit back and think about the times when I was unkind to myself and um, never did that actually kind of um, make me better or help me to improve you know I mean if being mean to myself actually reaped good rewards maybe that's something I could you know, continue to to have in my life. But uh, looking at it objectively, I don't think that that ever really did anything because it made me feel bad. So now I'm trying to just kind of give myself more grace and see if that does anything. Um, The mean part of me thinks that that's just too soft of an approach, but the mean thing didn't work as well as I think I'd imagined. So I'm going to try this and see.
0: I love that a lot because as creators especially people who spend their time kind of looking outward and looking at what we can give, I think we, we take this chance. Sometimes it pays off and you get everyone what they need, whether that be your family or the K-Town is OK audience or your colleagues, including one another. But other times, there's also like the rest of you. There's like what is left behind and whether or not you're being good to just the person that you are, not the person who is outside of you or looking at you from the outside in and so on. And that is just to say that we lose track a little bit as creators in terms of what we might be doing or making just for ourselves. And and I've certainly, say, fallen to that. Mm. And it is a recurring challenge for me. That is like when I get to just prioritize me and prioritize what it is that I need versus what it is that I love to do, especially for others, especially for the community, especially for the city of Los Angeles and so on and so forth. But what you're saying here is now, especially if you have like powered through some of these assignments or goals or different projects or, Jobs that you have had placed in front of you, if you've done that at a mean rate, and that is to say, in a way that you're constantly pushing yourself and kind of like, yeah, maybe at times dragging yourself through some of these things, then certainly if you can begin to practice more sensitivity and even kindness to yourself, hey, like, why not? Mm-hmm. Just as you put it, you have tried sort of the opposite for long enough and now it's time to make a shift and so I really appreciate you getting that out there because people should know about creators in particular I would argue that like hey they need to make for them too Mm -hmm. and they are like on a journey with themselves too and they have goals that are strictly for them just like any of us would ourselves so let them go through that and and you and I have spoken about that especially as we look into the end of the year mm-hmm. and and what we've done so far and what we can maybe slightly shift in the days ahead I think it's an exciting prospect to get into even though it can sometimes feel like homework and like here's what I promised to do I don't know if I can but I'm gonna say so I'm gonna like Give it some time, air and space. And maybe that matters because it's a part of how you actually get to those things you have to do for you.
1: I mean, I think it definitely matters. And I think it's a timely occasion for you and I to have this conversation. I mean, in some ways, that's obvious because it's the end of the year and people get more reflective. But um, beyond the calendar year or maybe in conjunction to it, you and I have, I feel, had a very productive year. Yeah. as the K-Town is OK duo. Oh, yeah. We've produced a lot. We've put in hours. And because I'm a freelancer, just in general, I have this, um, well, if there is one discipline I've maintained in my life, it's keeping time, you know. So I have a, a, a program that helps me to keep time, keep track of everything. And we have put in many, well, I can say I have put in many, many, many hours. and And so you have, you know, as well and um, maybe even more. And so, yeah, so I think at this time, after a year of such productivity, such engagement with folks, um, it is natural for us to reflect. And uh, going back to the whole idea of creatives, I think um, certainly there are creative um, endeavors that are um, internal, that are private, and those are just as valued, you know, as um, other acts of creativity. But I think that the type of creativity that you and are engaged, at, at least, you know, currently, it really relies on the external. It relies on the community to respond and to, to see. And so it's really an exchange and a conversation and a space that we desire to create. But sometimes that space can have um, a certain sort of physicality That suddenly, without us noticing, it kind of feels more like a product, an object. Um, And then you think about quantity of objects. And then you think about how people respond. And so then that can translate towards affirmation or critique and then us wanting affirmation. And then, you know, so so just things kind of get skewed ever so um, slightly in nuanced ways where, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I've definitely landed in that moment where I'm just kind of looking at our analytics and going, okay, the numbers, yeah. right? And um, that's not entirely wrong because we do want to engage with folks. But then, you know, it's like those small shifts that happen in the human heart and mind, Right. That, that turn it from one thing to another. And so um, so what I'm saying is in, in all of that, uh, the self, the body, you know, the wellness of that body and the mind can um, get neglected, you know, for the sake of productiv- productivity, for the sake of the result, the product, the numbers, all of that, you know. So um, after we've put in some good work and we feel good about the work that we put in, um, it's good to reflect. Okay, so then how is Jimmy doing? How is Helen doing? Yeah, and what does Jimmy, the individual, want to do with like life, which includes K Town is okay, but is like a full whole life that extends beyond that. And same for Helen. We had
0: lives before K Town is okay. What, what do you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I love that. I think you're absolutely right because we we are two older siblings. We love oh, to look yes. out. Yeah. We love to look out. And and I think we've made a habit of like sometimes maybe holding our tongue or biting the bullet, as they mm. say, when it comes to the weight we have to bear yes. sometimes. And when you have like practiced doing that over the course of your life for so long, mm-hmm. it becomes a knee-jerk reaction to treat almost everything and everyone else just about the same as a sibling as an older peer as someone who wants to exercise wisdom and patience and understanding and like that makes us effective collaborators for sure Mm -hmm. but it also means that we get to the end of the day and we start to notice that like oh i neglected my dinner or i actually didn't go and get the lunch I was supposed to. And now I don't feel so good, including because like tomorrow there's this other thing I've got to do. And so now what? And I think it's just an interesting way to look again at at how creators out there create schedules for ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and schedules that are kind to us as well as to the work because so much of our time becomes consumed by the latter that is by the work that we limit the amount of time we have to do just for us and and then we also limit the amount of time to kind of check in with each other about it and really ask like hey helen how's it going hey jimmy like what else is up and that time matters just as well Mm -hmm. if not more so right i mean even before k-town is okay jimmy and helen were catching up over coffee pretty much just because yeah and like that is something that we haven't gotten to do really until maybe a couple weeks ago
1: Mm -hmm. right well a couple days ago we did
0: a couple days ago that's right yeah yeah at long last after like who knows how many zoom meetings and yeah. who knows how many scheduled calls but now we finally get to look into the last couple of weeks of the year and and i'm hoping that it's ample time for us to finally move forward with some of the planning to be kinder to ourselves mm-hmm. as we've said here yes. and and just as you pointed out speaking it into existence does count Mm. and and it's a way to allow other people as well to kind of hold you accountable to it and follow up every now and again just like what happened when Helen revealed to the world (laughs) (laughs) that like hey I had to have surgery last night because well Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so finally people get to see that like hey it'd be a good time to go and visit with my friend and ask about everything else going on. So this is kind of that too for say being kinder to ourselves and fulfilling some of these goals we've had in mind.
1: Yeah, and I think ultimately that then funnels back into community. You know, it's like an ongoing uh there's like an ongoing fluidity between the self and others, right? And um I I think I said something to this effect even at the very beginning, and it's something I know that you have um, in your that that you agree with philosophically as well, which is we can't be talking about community and championing community if we're not practicing it with one another. Yeah. So if we're like, oh, we've got these programs, we've got these uh, interviews, we've got these events, um, but if we're not like looking out for each other and if we're not creating space for ourselves to, think about sustainability, then, I mean, the individuals are the ones that make up the community, right? So then if the individuals aren't doing well, but they're just cranking out stuff, then is that really community? Right. And I think that practice happens so much all around us. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think the thing that I appreciate with, with you, this journey so far, Jimmy, is that, yeah, I mean, we get into situations where we're like, oh, maybe that wasn't like, Uh, the best for our health or for our schedules or whatever. But then we regroup and we talk about it, you know, and we give each other space to feel how we feel and to have the capacity we have. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I mean, and somewhat going back to, say, the, the family unit for a moment, like, I think it's pretty cool to know another older sibling. I think it's pretty cool to have you as my nuna, like...
1: Yeah, I think
0: it's cool when we get to delve into how we're doing with ourselves in relation to the fam bam or our team, mm-hmm. our little unit out there, because that way we allow the other person to see a little bit of themselves and reflect on what is best or what is better in the long run when it comes to these relationships, that is the relationships we maintain with our loved ones as well as the relationships we're still working on with ourselves or through ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's it's really neat because we grapple often with the question of how to carry that forward, how to carry all those things that is your family life as well as the relationships you have around you and then Just you Mm -hmm. in this town in Los Angeles, where the cost of living has risen, where increasingly you see on these streets that it's gotten more difficult for folks to keep up with. And so I feel like having you in my corner, in my community, in my life is a huge asset that way, because the more I can check in with others who are getting through this in their own particular way, the better for me.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way and I really appreciate you saying those things. I feel the same with about you and I think um, one of the key things that kind of give us a sense of understanding is that not only are we the oldest in our families, uh, because our families are very different, dynamics are very different, our cultures are different, but um, being the oldest... Um, does have a certain kind of um, familiarity in terms of how we see our roles in our families, not just with the younger siblings, but with our parents. And I think the thing that um, I think kind of maybe gives us a sense of unique understanding with each other is that though we're from different cultures, the the idea of being the uh, broker or facilitator for our immigrant parents and knowing... Um, the, the special kind of uniqueness of that, being able to really glean from our parents their specific wisdom that comes with age and experience, but also the cultures that they embody. But then at the same time, understanding some of the ways in which maybe that creates a vulnerability for them in 2023, Los Angeles, California, United States of America, right? Yeah. And then so that kind of sensitivity that we... I think have practiced over the years, you know, um, to be there for our parents, to honor them, but then also just kind of to be a support for them, you know, um, that I feel like that adds a great depth and strength, but also complexity to then how we kind of going back to how we then care for ourselves and step back from that sometimes, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because as you mentioned that I realized that, especially our parents who made their way here, who willed their way through it and so on. They are roots and maybe even like plants and maybe even like flowers of the world.
1: Mm. And
0: the fact that we're in conversation with them Mm -hmm. is being in conversation with those roots and those plants and those flowers, which are entirely unique to where they came from in their way. So, I, th- I think we occupy that, that interesting complexity, the interesting mm-hmm. tension between having this fundamental and elemental source of wisdom, knowledge, and experience in those who came before us. Mm-hmm. And, and then what we do as people who have come up here and people who are constantly having to remake themselves here with respect to where the industry is heading and where all these other factors outside of our control are mm-hmm. placing folks, right? I've loved conversations just in terms of looking back and that we've had in passing as well about consulting with Chat GPT and like <laughs> just checking in a little bit and using using GPT a tad here and there for this or that kind of check in. I like that quite a bit. And, and what you, do you
1: use ChatGPT for?
0: Well, it's funny because <laughs> I opened up the app the other day and I just wanted to do a word count on a certain document uh-huh. that I'd put up. And Google Docs said one thing. And so <laughs> then I went and I said to ChatGPT, hey, can you tell me how many words are in this doc? ChatGPT said, "Sure thing, why not?" And then (laughs) I—that's
1: what ChatGPT said to you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and then I said, "Okay, here you go." And it was wrong. (gasps) And then I tried again. It was wrong again. I tried a third time. It apologized, but was still wrong again. And so then, interestingly enough, over a course of a two-day span, I had another. Follow up question, just a very basic follow up question for Chat GPT. I asked Chat GPT, "Hey, like, how many people from California have run for the presidency of the United States and won?" And Chat GPT said, "No one from California mm-hmm. has actually run for the presidency of the United States. Ronald Reagan, who was a governor of California, uh. was born in Illinois." But then I thought, "Oh, but just before Ronald Reagan was this fella named." richard nixon wasn't there and so i looked it up to be certain and sure enough richard nixon was born and raised in california and then i said to ChatGPT, gpt hey what about nixon and ChatGPT gpt said sorry about that thanks for pointing Weird. out the error and so it was it was funny because we've had interesting convos with one another about our relation to the fam but then also the changing norms of the industries that we're involved with, including this tech space and ChatGPT. Here we go. Finally, I've found some some weaknesses <laughs> wow. in the impenetrable armor that was ChatGPT. year. Okay, I last just say year. a quick
1: little thing about Richard Nixon? So I know for a fact. I think that he actually honeymooned at a hotel in Riverside, of all places. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Oh Random. wow. How do you know that?
1: Oh, because I was at this hotel and um, (laughs) (laughs) and then we did like a walk. uh, It's like a funky hotel. You know, they've got all kinds of like um, um, artifacts from around the world and stuff. And so there there's like a walking tour. And they said, you know, I think they have like a room that's like all the president's portraits are there or whatever who visited and. Richard Nixon was one of them.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is to say as well that like you and I, through the course of the last year, like other people out there who are getting through their social media feeds and so on, we've witnessed quite a bit, but maybe nothing has caused as much of a stir as the AI. Mm Mm-hmm. The AI fanaticism and how society is on the brink of a massive existential change through AI. But
1: tell me what else is new.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Civilization being on the brink of... um, I I actually have a funny um, chat GPT story. Yeah. So um, I had it... um, A friend of mine told me not to do this. Like, this is going to the dark side, but I really... (laughs) He's like, don't, don't have it write something for you. But I'm like, no, I, I, so, um, I, I wrote a piece about something, uh, a racial situation that happened to me. Oh. And so it had some racial slurs in it, yes. you know? And, um, anyway, so I was writing this thing and I just couldn't bring it home. It just, it kind of like, it was missing some transitions and the conclusion. I'm like, I don't know how to end this thing. So I put it into ChatGPT and I said, okay. Uh, follow the tone that's already there um, and like the flow so specific but if you have to be because chat gpt doesn't know it's a language model yeah so i said so follow the tone follow the flow but if there's any like transitions you feel are missing you know and um it's missing a conclusion so like gave it those directives I rejected right away and it had like some standard comment about like chat can't engage in any racist whatever whatever and I realized oh Ah. right I have you know beep beep words in there so took them out gave me another error and I was like oh I forgot there's one other instance of this word so I took it out finally then it did it and it was so bizarre I had a do it like three different times yeah. and like the tone, because I was kind of writing it like I was talking. So at this casual tone, but it had the casual tone of somebody who was not me. It was so bizarre. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just kept doing it and doing it. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, maybe I just don't know how to utilize chat GPT and maybe you can give it even more specific um, commands but I thought I was being pretty specific um and my um commands just kept getting more and more specific because I wasn't liking what it was producing but even in the end I think I have like three four variations of this let's call it an essay yeah um, in a casual tone yeah and it's just so cringy because it's like this feels like a machine faking a person yeah you know yeah. talking about racist stuff Well, that's
0: exactly it too. Like there, there's almost, when you discuss that, it, it makes me think that there is almost a general script, like there's almost a general script and it's like the politically correct script that is spun or that folks respond with when it comes to issues of race and culture and racial tension or cultural tension and so on. And, what you're describing there is something far more nuanced and specific right yeah. and like even though folks not in California necessarily but across the country even though they've been in like a huge fuss about something called critical race theory there is so much to what you're discussing in that like the people and the institutions in power they have maybe relied on these scripts for mm. quite a bit of time mm-hmm. now and ChatGPT is just the latest kind of manifestation of that when it comes to these questions. So you you can see that it's robotic, that it's not creative, that it's uh, rather sort of forced on their part. But it it actually makes me think a lot about how no matter what happens with tech, the the real issue is us and <laughs> and like yeah. who we are and what we do with the things around us and that is to say that like maybe over the last 20 years as i think more about how people us included have had to come to terms with ourselves and come to terms with our interactions out there with one another including instances like the one that you have pointed out that's what we're going to like probably need to spend more time on over the next couple of decades as yeah, more of the traditional nine to five jobs mm-hmm. go away and people just have time. Mm-hmm. Like, if that happened tomorrow, and if five out of 10 people just had time, then what? Yeah. If that time includes time with their family members, which our sort of calendar schedule tends to build in, whether it's Easter or <laughs> the 4th of July or Thanksgiving or Christmas. Then how do you get into some of these discussions? How do you get into some of these confrontations with with our unresolved and repressed issues? Well, this is the start of that to some extent.
1: Hmm. Can you talk more about that? That's interesting. Yeah, like I, maybe how you're processing that for yourself personally.
0: Yeah, I, I think that I think that it's kind of like a. There's this there's this event called the Cambrian explosion when like life in the seas was rather dull, <laughs> rather uninspiring and then like over the course of a couple hundred thousand years at this unprecedented scale, life just like bloomed everywhere. And there were plants, and there was ocean life and like there were all kinds of things to somewhat suddenly sift through, very suddenly sift through. And then little by little like the Cambrian explosion started to go inward where like now that you have all these species, you're also going to have a lot of clashing and colliding and like they're going to have to figure it out. The, the smaller species are going to have to find a way to hide more effectively or perish and so on and so forth. And I see something very similar happening to us, not necessarily just over the past couple of decades, but maybe over the past couple of hundred years where like, whereas people used to get to live just in their own villages doing them now we're like (laughs) shoulder to shoulder bumper to bumper and like we're having to sift through a lot of different ways of looking at the world but having to coexist nonetheless and like i'm not gonna have a bot that was made by other humans tell me how to do that like that isn't to say that the bot can't provide anything effective or useful like maybe Mm -hmm. there's a general line Remember to be kind to others, for example, mm-hmm. the way Aristotle said, because everyone's going through their own battle. I think in that way, we are we can. It's not that we will, but we can use something like ChatGPT to help facilitate some of these discussions. But we're the ones who
1: mm-hmm.
0: initiate and develop and ultimately complete those discussions. So it, in, in summary, it is just to say that I wouldn't expect chat to come up with k-town is okay much less to find quasi and susan and monica and vlad but like if chat can be useful through that somewhere somehow yes and save our workload cool so i'm not scared in that way i'm like it's us It, it comes back to us i
1: actually really love chat gpt it's been instrumental for me for the other project that i've been working on uh because there's um you know, it's, it's dealing with Lao and Korean um, immigrants and, you know, refugees and, um, you know, I'm in charge of the Korean participants and the trouble with language translation, especially if it's not um, a common, like it's not a European, la- if it's, you know, English, uh, which is an amalgam- amalgamation of like different types of, you know, European languages and then you've got Korean, um, oftentimes you're not going to have one-to-one translation so there's like a nuance or an emotion or like an underlying meaning that you can't quite get with like a straight translation. And so in those instances, what's been really cool is I will put in like a sentence and I'll say, GPT, give me 10 translations of this. And a person is going to have a really hard time coming up with 10 different translations. But GPT will do that in a matter of like seconds. And then from that, I can say, okay, based on this, it's really helpful to see all of these lined up, you know, uh, written down. And then kind of going back to the context of what the person said, I'm like, I think the best translation is maybe, and oftentimes I won't just take one, I'll take like a mix, but it's such a helpful, powerful tool that we didn't have before. So yeah, I'm a big fan. I also ask it like, you know, oh, give me an itinerary for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean, in that way, you are taking this sort of tried formula especially over the last couple of decades of like making your life with this device in your hand and like remaking your life with a device in your hand that saves you time. That is a way to advance you creatively that was maybe just hardly imaginable, say when our parents first made their way here. And, and so I'm, I'm excited about it too because I think to myself that like, there is certainly a lot to be apprehensive about. Mm-hmm. There's certainly a lot of safeguarding that we're going to need to build in. I think as human beings we're also going to like do most of it at the last minute.
1: I feel <laughs> like that's
0: that's yeah. who we are too. Yeah.
1: Oh no, the house is burning. Get some get some water.
0: <laughs> ChatGPT is burning my house down. Maybe I need to like reassess yeah. my relation with ChatGPT then, but like there is still a way to move forward and And for folks who have not practiced that, for folks out there who don't know how to blend all these things together, I think K-Town is okay. I think JT, the LA Storyteller, they provide different models, kind of like what you were talking about with respect to that translation. Just a few different models, a few different ways that people can get into themselves, but also reach out to their community and find an answer maybe to some of these age old questions we've had about each other and ourselves through it. So yeah, there's a way to make it work. So there you have it. It's Mm -hmm. not necessarily just an existential do or die scenario the way it is paintbrushed generally out there.
1: Yeah. Well, so we started talking about our intentions for the end of the year reflections and, um, you know, thoughts for 2024, and then now we're talking about um, the existential crisis that is chat GPT. Yeah. So, how do we... <laughs> so for everyone listening, this is kind of a slight insight into what happens when Jimmy and I just grab some pupusas or coffee or whatever. That's right. Yeah. And then um, anyway, so how do we bring it back <laughs> and, and wrap it up? I'm so what... glad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, are now in December. It's the 1st of December. Oh
1: my gosh, yes.
0: Happy December, uh, everybody. Happy December, December 2023. Uh, for those like not numerologists, but I, I'll find the term soon enough. Richard so, would know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for those astrologists and numerologists out there, the last day of the year will be 123123. 1, I don't know if you knew that, but I just wanted to sneak that in there. But with respect to that, I'm thinking a little bit about what we're looking forward to in the final four weeks of this year of our savior 2023. Yeah. Year of our Lord and savior 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, like
1: as like the halo of the lamp above descends yeah, on Jimmy right now, right. <laughs>
0: which you're going to get to see a glimpse of yeah. in the show notes. Visit katanisok.com for those. <laughs> Yeah, what are a few things that you're looking forward to over the next few weeks as we get into winter and then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, followed by the New Year? My goodness.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you know, I talked about it um, in our last uh, podcast episode, but um, you know, the appendectomy—it's—it's it's apparently a very common procedure. You know. Um, so that's why I kind of hesitated earlier when you called it a crisis, because I feel like <laughs> a medical doctor would be like, no, it's not a crisis? Uh, anyway, but yes, it was a crisis for me. And um, yeah, it's kind of made me think about um, just slowing down. It's kind of made me think about the finite nature of my, my inherent resources, my capacity and how I've maybe overextended and overspent. And what that means for sustainability, you know. And I want to continue doing things that matter to me, continue doing things that I hope create a sense of um, connection and belonging for people uh, for a long time. And so that might mean um, maybe reducing the number of things that I do, focusing a little bit more And yes, there is a a sense of regret in that because I don't get to do as many things, but maybe I can do a fewer things more thoughtfully, um, be more present in them and do them for a longer period of time, you know. So I've been thinking about that. And so then just readjusting even kind of how I am socially, you know, so I've been sort of in more of like a nesting mode lately And I think I'd like to kind of continue that, not to become a hermit, but just to figure out this new way of being of how can I sort of create a sense of mindfulness and quiet, sort of you talked about calm of the body, calm of my inner self more. Um, I think I project a sense of calmness maybe, but I feel like I'm just always... I don't know, there's just always like little busyness that's happening, you know, like I'm thinking through things or I'm looking at emails, I'm looking at the phone, I'm looking at, you know, I'm watching all these YouTube videos that I'm not even that interested in because I don't want to shut down. You're
0: just on automatic now. Yeah. You're on
1: autopilot. So it's not even because I love the, uh, yes, certainly there are some videos on YouTube that I very much enjoy, but a lot of times I'm just watching because I don't want to turn off, you know, and so I'm trying to figure out, a way to disengage from that, you know, again, without being harsh on myself, but just in a gentle way. So that's something that's, I mean, that sounds kind of abstract and not like clear, but that's something I think I'm going to try to continue to practice for the end of December. And then I hope that, um, you know, just there will be a moment that I can mark where I kind of think about, okay, what does this mean then for, 2024, you know, I'm not really like big on grand um, resolutions or anything, Sure. but I think um, what's happening now isn't just me suddenly going, ooh, you know, I want to have a beach bod by whatever. It's not like that kind of, um, I don't know, like cosmetic external thing, but it's, it feels like it's more of like a, speaking of existential things, it feels like an existential pivot that I'm doing. So it feels a little different deeper and more grounded yeah so yeah I, I feel like i'm not really saying anything specific so I, I hope listeners aren't thinking what is this vague thing she's talking about but i just feel within myself kind of like um, a shift in maybe how i think about myself that includes my body my health my mind you know i think even my like my faith my spirituality but also my relationship with people relationships with people how i engage with people even reducing that a little bit maybe so that my circle gets a little bit smaller, but maybe I'm more present in, in, in those circles and, um, yeah. And making soup, like I said, spending an hour each, each week preparing food, real simple stuff. But I think for me I have to start real small. Yeah.
0: I love that. So, I mean, forget the beginning of winter or christmas eve or christmas day or even the new year like what we're really looking forward to is doing more of us
1: yeah yeah and so i know like we were also kind of talking initially like maybe before we started recording about oh what are holiday traditions that you're looking forward to and stuff and i am blessed to say that i have a family and we have our established weird you know, very casual. If if anybody's seen the the Thanksgiving video that I, you know, posted on on Instagram, we're very casual, but we do have a thing that we do. And so I get to sort of rely on that. Like the mechanics of that are there. I don't have to do anything extra. So whatever ways in which I participate is probably gonna be less like pizzazzy than before, you know, but um, I think that's okay. And I think the only people who may not really understand or appreciate that are like the nieces and nephews. So I will definitely put in the effort to like make it cool <laughs> and special for them. But I'm not going to be going like extra, like you know, I don't know to to whatever it means to be in the holiday spirit. I, I might be just more quiet this year.
0: Yeah, you know, as you say that, I realize maybe you can check in with ChatGPT for some cool activities between you and your nieces and nephews on that day, who knows? What,
1: yeah, what I mean, you know, with them it's real easy. They just they just want time, you know. So that's really easy. But I think as far as gifts, um, ChatGPT will not help with my wacky <laughs> nieces and nephews. But <laughs> my sister probably has like an Amazon wish list, so I can just go down that and go, "Oh, okay, that fits my budget. That fits my budget," and then yeah. they will be happy. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's easy. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm definitely looking forward to finding different ways to warm up during the cold Man. ahead. Yes, we're in LA. Yes, we're in California, the sunniest state in the nation, but. That means we're especially sensitive to a drop in the temperature and the lot of us, especially in LA, live in like homes that were built in the nineteen twenties at some point. Mm-hmm. Homes that are over a hundred years old that don't insulate very well anymore. We are not at the Holiday Inn or the JW Marriott. This is like life in the city (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) shout out to all those tourists who will be there over these next couple months damn it but yeah we're definitely like finding ways to warm up one of my favorite things over the winter season honestly all year round but especially during the winter season are the various tamales
1: Mm, oh yes out there Oh, there are just got me so, so many. It's yes. like a barrage <gasps> okay, of tamales. Okay, I'm literally salivating yeah, right now. Just
0: anywhere. And one of my places for tamales I'll note right now is right at 8th Street and Irolo. Oh. Right there where Normandy becomes Irolo. Smack dab in K-Town where you can get a chicken tamale for like about three bucks. Two for six with some champurrado. Very sweet corn-based chocolatey drink for less than 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like I just love doing that and and I admire the tamaleras or the señoras who get out there at like 4:30 a.m. to post up Ugh. when the temperature yes. has dropped significantly as it has. So, I look forward to doing that and then checking in with friends and family to see how they're spending it. I think especially as I get into more of my 30s and as I like see my friends spending the holiday in different ways. I want to be only more mindful about how I can, yeah, be of support a little bit, or or at the very least check in and see how it's going. I think of friends who are making trips between one parent's place and then the other, which I think America is very familiar with. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, just be sure to like cheer your friends on during that time, and to to be supportive, and if you can go and grab some coffee together and just reflect on it all kind of the way you and I have gotten to do through this combo, then like, go for it. Why not? So doing that over winter and then, yeah, getting into some of the mindfulness and kindness to ourselves mm-hmm. that we've pointed out, really honing in on it and seeing the results and, and checking in with each other and seeing what else we come up with, because look at us now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good place to pause. Yeah. And maybe go get some tamales.
0: Yes, <laughs> please go get some tamales. All right, K Town. Shout out to you. I will see you later today, actually, because my friend and I are spontaneously going to the sauna.
1: Oh, right nice. Of, right
0: off of like Virgil and I think it's
1: Grand Spa, I think Spa. it's Sixth Street. Yes. Yeah, Virgil and Sixth. I know so the one. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be my first time. It'll be my oh, first time. My friend nice. was just my
0: friend just told me like it's my happy place and if you want to like see that with me then why not and I said alright for sure so see you in no time My Manuna thank you so much for this convo. My pleasure. Such thank a refresher you. and yes please enjoy some tamales yes.
1: for us. Alright. Okay. Bye. Ta-ta. Ciao. Puro yeah. 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 <laughs> Puro <laughs>